This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hello, Kara Vavrosky here from Today's RDH, and I am here with the wonderful Emily Bogey, who is a dental administrative chair and director of both the dental hygiene and dental assisting programs at Hawkeye Community College in Waterloo, Iowa. Today, we are going to continue our preventive discussion series sponsored by Dent Supply Serona. Thank you so much. Um, talking about self-care and personal development. So a little bit of a different twist this month. Yeah. So hello, my friend. First of all, how are you? Wonderful. Good. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because as I travel around lecturing on ergonomics and risk management and ethics and infection control, we talk, um, we always talk about the things that we need to do as we focus on caring for our patients and caring for our patients' families. We pour out all of our energy to help everybody who's in our dental chair and in our practice setting. But sometimes these professionals I talk to, and sometimes personally, I forget to take time to fill my own bucket and to practice self-care and to manage some of the things that will keep me healthy as a clinician. Yeah, especially in the current environment we're facing, um, the healthcare worker burnout struggle is so real. So let's just take a little bit of time here and talk about just what we can do just in a general sense to improve our concept of self-care, because even it just, sometimes you just have to hear it to be like, and kind of have that permission to be like, it's okay to do this. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And the recent studies have shown that two of the top careers for occupational burnout include healthcare workers and educators. And since I happen to be at the intersection of both of those careers, I've really been trying to do some more extensive reading on this topic um, and reporting it to other people through the channels that I have to educate people on the importance because uh, a recent study at Montreal University states that career burnout is more commonly experienced by women than it is by men. And so I'm even, you know, at an extra risk, all the odds are stacked against me, maybe you'd say, but the good news is that there are so many ways to reverse feelings of burnout and career fatigue, that it's really a, a great discussion topic for this month. Right. And that's what we're here to talk about today, because we know that healthcare professionals are so important, um, specifically preventive healthcare careers, right? And that's what most of our job entails, you know, as dental professionals. So I suppose we could start with recognizing the concept of career burnout. So then our listeners can have some way to measure their feelings or have some evidence to look out for in the team they work with every day to help themselves or others address these symptoms um, should they arise. Yeah, and so, uh, like I said, I've been doing a lot of research on this, and the researcher, Christina Maslach, is one that I've followed for several years. So she's a professor at the University of California at Berkeley, and she has published several articles on both career longevity, so like what we can do to stay in our career and stay engaged for a long, a long time, and career burnout. And so what are the feelings of burnout? What are the signs of burnout? All of that kind of stuff. And she states that there's three main symptoms when we talk about career burnout that we can watch out for both in ourselves and in for our peer and for our peers. And so you can recognize these symptoms so the burnout doesn't continue to spiral and get bigger and bigger. Um, these include emotional exhaustion, 
depersonalization and decreased feelings of personal accomplishment. And so Ms. Maslach says that these three symptoms stem back to, you know, various social and economic and cultural reasons, such as money or social status, but ultimately they are what indicate whether we are truly happy with our jobs or we're not so much, you know, into the happiness thing and we start to get burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason behind these symptoms sound a little complicated, um, but the symptoms sound like something we can pay attention to or with or for, like specifically paying attention um, for our coworkers who are overexerted or exhausted, um, those who are impersonal in their delivery of care of a patient or ourselves, um, those with low standards who just rush through treatment because it's like, just let's get this over with. And again, Mm -hmm. we all have those days, but we're Mm -hmm. talking about continuous here. Um, And those also that feel like they just aren't achieving anything at work and but we are, we are. Um, mm-hmm. So if we notice these things happening with our own day-to-day or with a coworker, um, what can we do to help? Well, personally, I really think the best course of action is to talk about the feelings. And like you said, we're, we're not able to always address those, those problems, those other social or economic or cultural problems in the lives of our coworkers. So we're not going to be able to, you know, pay their mortgage for them or all those, you know, very big um, gestures per se. But what we can do is we can acknowledge their feelings and we can give them a safe place to vent and explain to our coworkers that, you know, when they talk to us, it's a judgment-free zone. So more like opening your hearts, opening your mind. Um, and most importantly, time after time, when I read these articles, it talks about the importance of having fun at work. And so Alicia Betts, she's a writer and a content expert on burnout. She states that there's several ways that we can reverse these feelings of burnout. So the first step is going to be acknowledging the feelings. Yes, you know, maybe some of my coworkers or myself feel these feelings. So now it's the, what do you do about them? And so the first step is to celebrate small victories every day. And so we can celebrate each other and we can help each other lighten the load uh, by increasing the concept of teamwork. So it's as easy as helping each other out. So if you're running ahead of schedule and maybe your dental assistant in your office is running behind, just taking some time to be like, Hey, can I empty the garbages in the room for you? Or can I maybe run the sterilizers for you? Or is there something specifically that you need done in the lab that I can help you with? Um, Another example is planning fun activities as a team. And I know, yes, this does sometimes cost money for the office um, or it does cost an investment. But I think the return on investment, when you talk about team building and having fun and just doing something together, even if it's something like, hey, you know, let's Friday, uh, Friday after work, let's go out and do like a sip and paint. If that's something that's open in your area, I know with COVID, some of that kind of stuff is closed. But just those little things that we can do to build our unity as a team are so important. Um, Another thing you can do is just create a positive working environment, an environment where people leave their troubles at the back door before they punch in. Um, I know some offices will even have a garbage can by the back door. And I've seen little signs that say, you know, leave your garbage here. Like your garbage doesn't belong inside this office. This is, office is a positive place for um, community care and oral health development. So all those little ideas that you can take back, um, let's see, increase your time learning together. I used to love to go to professional development as a team. 
because it was a time where we could kind of decompress and we all could learn something new together. And for me, education is a treat. That's not always a treat for everyone. Sometimes people don't love to go to <laughs> continuing education like I do, but one thing you could say, like, let's go to continuing education and let, maybe let's go get ice cream together or um, let's go have some Kool-Aid together somewhere. <laughs> you know, <whatever laughs> you like but all that kind of stuff where you just are together and you're in a fun situation where you're not stressed. So people that you work with can see you when you are in a good mood and you are maybe cut, uh, kind of cutting back, chilling a little bit. I like that. Um, the last office I worked at, um, for our doctor, it was a very big deal for him to celebrate our birthdays. And, um, and it meant, well, number one, every Friday we, he'd take us out to lunch anyways. Fortunately, I didn't work on Fridays, but, but for your birthday, it didn't matter what day of the week it was, whatever day we were celebrating it, you get to go out to lunch. He was very, very like, you must have a cake. He'd give us a card and, um, sometimes with money inside. Um, but it was, it wasn't about that. It was about him. I mean, he was, it was just very, and so it's like, you know what, you really appreciate me. And it's, but the biggest thing is like, okay, yes, someone appreciates you, but you also have to recognize, oh my gosh, someone appreciates you. And that can help you get out of your funk too. So mm -hmm. back to your ideas. I think those are some great ideas. Um, I think that celebrating those small victories are so important and not only in the office, I'm talking like real life. Like I have to constantly tell myself, no, this is what I actually did accomplish yesterday. Even though I didn't get through my three page to-do list, which is going to take me a year. I did get done. Da, 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 da. That's great. Um, so I've heard of um, offices that discuss one positive event back to the office here, by the way, um, from the previous day in their morning huddles um, to start the next day out. So I would imagine that starting the day focused on a positive event um, would do wonders for a dental office team because normally, you know, morning huddles, oh, what's our money at? What are your goals? What is this? Here's the people that are going to, you know, need an extra exam or extra treatment or might, you know, kind of not be happy about needing radiographs, you know, it's kind of, it's not really super positive. So I think this is a good thing. Like let's throw something positive in there. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I think the offices that do this, um, and an another example I've heard of is when people have the office philosophy that no one leaves at the end of the day, unless they check with other two other team members. Ah. And so making sure that the team isn't overwhelmed at the end of the day, or um, as we're wrapping up for lunch, I've heard of offices that have a philosophy of, okay, you're done with your patient early, but make sure you check with two other people to make sure no one else is overwhelmed. Um, I've also heard of teams that leave at the end of the day as a team. So nobody walks out the door until everybody walks out the door and you lock up together. And I know economically, maybe that's not the right thing for every office. But like, again, we're just talking about some things that people can do to help to, to maintain this self-care or this concept of having people concerned about their mental and their, their physical health. Um, it's, it's just... It all boils down to lightening the load. So when, when one person doesn't have to carry so much of the burden, then it can be shared among the team. Yeah, I, I, and that's it right there. Not having to carry the whole load. I have to admit, I asked my, this is so random. And I'm sorry to be talking about this. I asked my husband to vacuum the upstairs yesterday. I think I've done that one time in three years. I did it though. I did it and he did it. And I was so thankful, a small win small win. Right. You have to celebrate the small things because, you know, life's too short not to. So that's, yeah, I agree. So I think 
I think it's important that whatever steps we take to acknowledge and decrease burnout, we make an effort to have fun together. Because in my opinion, when there is never any fun, um, people get bored and then tasks get monotonous. And then that's when people start to rush through treatment or begin to treat every patient with the same treatment plan. Again, let's just get through, get through, do these things and we're done. Um, you know, rather than a plan that's tailored to their own individual need. Mm-hmm. That, and the same goes for learning. So I practiced with a team that was very open to learning new things. We would attend professional development together. I worked there for over 12 years and there's, there was always something new. So we could never get bored because there was always something new. And our doctor was very good about saying, you know, we're not going to stagnate in dentistry. We're going to provide the very best care. I was in a very rural setting and still, you know, that, that rural setting sometimes gets a bad rap for getting, um, you, you know, being not so current. Our office was so current. And for this reason, um, I still go there to receive care. I don't work there. I haven't worked there in almost six years, but I still go there to receive care because I feel like, well, especially being part of that team, I know how important it is for that team to grow together and learn together and be the, the best that they can be together. Right. And I think when we say have fun, that doesn't mean like don't be professional and things like that. So mm -hmm. I just want to put that right out there. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know what you're saying? Like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be this just dead straight arrow. Well, that might sound bad. You kind of have to be a straight arrow at work, but you can smile, you can laugh. It's okay. So I, I think that patients know when we're stressed mm -hmm. and, they, and they also know when a team is cohesive and happy. I actually had a patient once. It was at the, one of the very first it was the very first permanent office I worked at, which was a dumpster fire. Um, but what I'm going to say about it is I, I was told I was going to have an assistant, which is why I got 30 minute appointments. Well, out of oh. the six assistants who were there, they were always too busy anyways. So I moved quickly and I actually mm -hmm. had a patient cause I was stressed all the time and I moved fast. And, um, I actually had a patient stop me and say, you're moving so quickly. You're making me nervous that. And yeah. I listened and I just stopped and stared at her. And number one, it was a huge apology and okay, let's talk about this. And, you know, just let's stop what we're doing here. And, but it was, that was a huge wake up call for me because People pick up on that. Oh, People, I mean, that is, that is an innate sense to know when someone else around you as a human is stressed. Yeah. So I think the tension and, and that's just, I mean, that, that was so huge for me. I mean, and I, like, I, I still remember this, like it was yesterday. I remember the operatory. I know exactly where I'm sitting. I know all in my head. Um, so I think the tension, um, of a stressed work group can be felt by everybody who enters the building. Um, so if you belong to a team that is feeling these types of you know, burnout and stress, um, it's critical that you kind of mention and mention this and bring it up and talk about this issue together because you've got to resolve these concerns to get on the right path because it, it's just, it's not a good look, but it's also not mentally healthy. It's not healthy. And we've all been in situations in our lives where, you know, it starts small. Oh, I have too much on my plate. I said yes to too many things. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, now I have to do this. Yeah. And it, it just spirals and it gets bigger and it gets bigger. And if you're anyone, if you're anyone like me, it gets to the point where you just like either explode or you just collapse. Like mm -hmm. I have even found like my health, I'll end up with a horrible cold or paralysis. 
you just right. stop. Yeah. Right. Or you just stop in your tracks or you get so frustrated that you blow up and it's usually you blow up at a loved one that has nothing to do with why you're upset and it's just not healthy. So stress reduction as a whole is a key to preventing burnout. And the World Health Organization says that health and well-being in, in the practice of healthcare includes stability of the physical body, the mental balance of the mind, and the social balance of spirit. So healthcare workers, you know, I, you know me, I'm not one to get all, you know, wish you, you know, all into that. I always call it frou-frou stuff because you know me, I'm, I'm pretty Midwest, but you have to have a physical healthy body and you have to have a mentally balanced mind and you have to have some kind of social balance of spirit. And then you can show up for your patients. If you don't show up on all three levels for yourself, you don't have anything left to give your patients and your colleagues. Yeah, totally agree. And the first step is acknowledging there is a problem mm -hmm. and changing your mindset when you notice it. Go just like have this backup. This is what I do. Have a backup thought. Anytime I, I'm in my head and I notice myself spiraling and I'm whatever, like I have this backup thought and I go to it and I think about that silly thought until I whoop and it, and it is mm -hmm. work. It is work. But I, I think that it's the perfect time to focus on not only survival, but on the concept of thriving and enjoying our day-to-day -day work. Because like we said, this is hard and it's not hard. For, I mean, it's, it's hard for everybody right now, but especially when you're trying to take care of other people. Um, so I, I know we talk about, and you talk about um, ergonomics and infection control and all the obvious ways we can help improve our physical well-being. Yet, I think this conversation is really going to help some of our um, healthcare colleagues um, who need to check their own emotional well-being during this stressful time. Um, and we are taping this. It's December, so it's holidays to boot after. Right, an and I just want to put out there, if anybody yeah. needs, um, if anybody needs somebody to talk to or needs a group, there's, there's lots of groups online, but please reach out to me personally if you need to talk. You know, I, I'm... I'll talk your ear off. So if you just need an ear, please reach out to me. It's it's that time of year. I love that. I was going to say anyone can Google my email mm -hmm. and I get a lot of stressed out. Sometimes I get really nice emails, but sometimes it's like, I'm literally, I don't know what to do about this. Da, da, da. And I've spent hours on single emails. Um, the other day, I just spent an entire day going back and forth with somebody and no work got done. And that was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we'll stop that here. I just hope everyone is well and they are, especially, you know, come the end of the year and holidays and after this, I'll use it again, dumpster fire that mm. this year has been um, just, it is okay. You have permission, not that you need my permission, but um, you know, sometimes I'll call my sister or like you and it's like, am I wrong about this? Can I do this? It's like, you almost just need someone else to give you permission. So I guess that's what we're trying to do here. You have permission to take care of yourself. Um, so I think that's what I'll say about that. Um, I mm -hmm. do want to thank Dent Supply Serona for sponsoring yes. the series. They, um, they, they fill my cup um, and you fill my cup too, Emily. So oh, thank, thank you. you yes. And our loyal audience. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, without the audience, I have nothing. And so I work every day to try and educate and you do the same thing when you do your CEs and everything that you do. It's, you know, that's what we're trying. We're trying to help. And so hopefully 
we're doing that. And so just a big, I think there's those of us who are, are extroverts and we can use our extroversion to, or, or we have a platform where we can put things that are hard to talk about out there. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes that just getting it out there in the world and saying, it's okay. It's okay to talk about this topic. You're the extrovert of this group, by the well, way. Well, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> speaking about. <laughs> about Don't get that twisted. <laughs> I know. No, I try. I'm getting better. So, but with your help. So thank you. Anyways, I just hope everyone has a great year and 2021 will be better and mm -hmm. stay safe out there. And remember there are ways to address burnout in the spiral. And so get out there and have some fun, get that one thought in your head that you can go to if you're spiraling and, and don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.